0: You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun. We're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and thank you again for joining us for another edition of Ask Drone You. As always, my name is Paul. Look like you're gonna keep going there. <laughs> I think I faked myself out too. <laughs> and I'm Rob. And welcome to another edition of Astro We uh we've got a a show today that I think is actually a rather important when you're thinking about where the macro environment is for this market, in regards to the whole anti Chinese, anti DJI, pushing I call them domestically approved drones. Um, As many people say, American drones. We just came out with an article too on the website. Go to com. Check out the blog. And on the blog, you will see a website about, you know, uh, the best American drones. But I clarify and say domestically approved drones since they're not any of them are really Fully made here in the United States. And um, it's basically not made in China, is really what it is. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's what it should be. Buy Chinese drones or not made in Chinese drones or China drones, excuse me. Anyway, yeah. Well, let's get right into today's question, uh, which is brought to you by. Our DroneU in-person trainings are up. We've got some great stuff coming out this summer. We are already sold out for the experience training in May. We're gonna be holding another experience training, really going super deep on complex 3D modeling. This is something that you won't wanna miss out on. You can check out the website. I'm not sure it's ready just yet, but on the chance that it is, you can go to experience.
1: uh, We still need that document done by yours truly.
0: Well, when it is done and when this show comes out, experience.thedroneu.com. You can also check out all of our in-person trainings. Go to thedroneu.com, scroll down to events, and check out the in-person trainings that we have. Don't forget, you can also book an in-person flight mastery training at a Drone U Elite location, which is all over the country. You'd be surprised. There's a lot of them. So check them out, but let's get right into today's question.
2: Hello, Paul and Rob. My name is Jason, and I'm wanting to get into the drone industry, get my Part 107, and purchase my first drone. After the episode, How to Navigate the Surveying Industry as a Drone Pilot, it seems as though a large portion of drone work, like geo-referencing, mapping, etc., was cautioned against due to not being profitable, inefficient, and any issues that may arise due to surveying boards in regards to accuracy or legality of work performed. With this service being cautioned against, this narrows down job possibilities in areas like mine that have many construction opportunities but aren't the money makers that 700-acre plots provide. For people new to the industry and not sure where to get their start and what services they're able to offer, this also leads to questions about what drone or drones to purchase. Companies like DJI are pushing the prosumer out of the market and forcing them to fly enterprise aircraft just to get features once offered on lower-cost drones. While doing research on business opportunities, it kind of feels like now the only industries that are safe are aerial photography, uploading cityscapes to YouTube and the low hanging fruit of real estate using smaller aircraft. How does a person new to the drone industry find the safest bet on a drone to purchase and the services that can be provided with that drone? Thank you guys for your time.
1: Thank you very much, Jason. Really appreciate the question. Um, Thoughtful question. Indeed. You know, I, I have to just mention a couple things to kind of get you launched, Paul. Not that you need that. That's not my implication. (laughs) But I think there might be, from Jason's question, more being drawn from what some of those podcasts were saying than should be drawn. Meaning, like he mentions the 700 acre job. What you talked about doesn't really change that opportunity. Right. No, I think it just depends on the audience of said opportunity, right? It does, but like geo, geo-referencing. geo I think you were really talking in some of that stuff about surveying, like like raw surveying, if yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah. And I think we have to, and obviously we do want people to be careful about that because state boards are serious about that. Oh, yeah, they sure are. But I think it's not quite as broad as it might be interpreted to be. That we had said
0: well, and I think that you're right too. That he might be compounding multiple issues together. Like right. you know, in that episode where we we're talking about surveying and drones, you know, we're we're telling people to be really careful about you know how you mark your or uh, showcase or dictate your accuracy, what you're doing to actually prove said accuracy, who you're working for, being clear that you're not offering surveying services. The reason I say that, too, um, before we get into his question, the reason I say that is because, for example, the question that we're going to be answering after this question in regards to the Mavic 3 Enterprise and the RTK module of lots of people going out and using the RTK module and not shooting a control point or having a form of redundancy, they're finding that the RTK module is not nearly as accurate as stated. You know, 15 centimeters is not three to five centimeters, for example. And that may still work in certain industries that might work in measuring elevations. You know, don't forget the importance of relative accuracy as well, especially in regards to volumetric measurements, but all that to be said, You know, what type of drone you're using, I think definitely depends on the audience, meaning this whole Chinese, non Chinese. And maybe I'm not even understanding his question because what I wrote down his question to be was how does someone find the best drone related services that they can offer with said drone? I think what's also really important, Rob, that you're alluding to is it's not just what drone, but it's what workflow you're using the drone because in the instance of, the surveying podcast. A lot of people still use an RTK-based drone. They may not understand the things that impact the accuracy of that drone. They may not understand how um, flying or start, you know, starting off your mission next to a big metal roof might impact that accuracy. And because very few pilots are actually using ground control points, they ultimately have no methodology of verifying their accuracy. You know, Rob, what happens is, and I've done this too, which is why now in mapping class. I I tell everyone, like, you have to double check the accuracy of your data in a third party app. That is the only true way. Pix40, Agisoft, they may say, hey, you know, your RMS error is a foot as a mean error, um, but that not, may not actually be representative of what's true. And so when you have lots of pilots flying these RTK drones, They don't have an extensive checklist of, oh, don't take off near metallic objects. Don't take off within 10 to 20 feet of a building. Don't take off with rebar reinforced concrete. Don't take off where there's water lines and pipelines and anything magnetic. All those things are going to impact the accuracy of the RTK system, and because most drone pilots don't know how to read that real time data, kind of like reading times and sales on thinkorswim without being able to really see the deviations in real time. It's like reading the screen of the matrix, frankly, um,
1: you know, <laughs> scary thought.
0: Yeah, you might, you might have difficulty seeing when there really is error. And since you don't have a ground control point as a, as a backup check or as a, as a checkpoint in itself, a lot of pilots are finding themselves deploying maps with lots of Error over and over again, and then they don't know what's they don't know what they don't know. I mean, we ran into similar issues, um, not with accuracy, but with other issues. And so, in regards to his question about the limited means of the surveying industry, I think it's really important what we said, but I think also what we're saying is that there really is a lot of room for error, and this is why it's good to work with a surveyor, but in regards to what drones you're using for surveying, the workflow is just as important as the drone, but we can move forward, Rob, and talk about what some of these quote unquote best drones and the related services that they can offer. Because when we first heard his question this morning, I thought this was about Chinese versus non-Chinese. Hearing his question again regarding a show we already filmed with surveying, it seems like there's kind of more to this particular question.
1: Yeah, I think, actually, I think if you answer the question as you've written it out, how does someone find the best drone and related services they can offer with said drone? I think that could
0: answer his question because,
1: yes, yes, let's just do that.
0: I and maybe, and maybe that's like, honestly, a matrix in itself. So one thing that I would say is like, definitely check out our best American drones blog post where we talk about these different, I call them again, domestically approved drones. And we've got a list of 10 of them here. Um, the FreeFly Astro, the Appara Anafi AI, the Skydio, the Sony Airpeak, the Wingtra, the Brinks uh, or Brink drones, not Brinks like the system that's destroying Swift, um, Aero Virements drones, Harris Aerial, Easy Aerial, Inspired Flight. We added them because we met them at the uh, Sony Airpeak Conference, of, of all things. Um, but in regards to that, we have a graph below that and an even larger lead magnet on our website about what drones can do what things. Um, But I think what it comes down to is understanding, you know, are you getting into creative verticals or technical verticals? And something that I think is really confused oftentimes is what makes a good camera for cinema and what makes a good camera for mapping, because DJI proved a long time ago that those are one and the same. In fact, they did such a good job of deviating from that course over the last five years. I feel like they've confused other manufacturers As well, because even other manufacturers, like some of the roundtable meetings that we were having with companies that shall go unnamed, were sitting there like, well, how do we offer the best cinema camera and a mapping camera? And it's like, well let's just start with a full frame camera and then offer different lenses and problem solved, (laughs) you know, and like, we just need to make sure that we have a mechanical shutter and you cover the mapping aspect. And then for video, you just need to make sure that we can record, you know, you know, at least eight bit color, 10 bit color preferred, you know, at least shoot some, some raw log and higher frame rates. And in all honesty with everyone looking on their phones, like, yeah, I get the the colorists who love to shoot raw footage and love to spend all that time coloring it, but I, I really <laughs> struggle with that, Rob, because... Totally. I mean, I don't know what the percentage is,
1: but it is a, I would guess, it's a very high percentage of people that are looking at all of those images and videos on, on their phones. on their phones or mm-hmm. not a 4K monitor, but mm-hmm. mostly phones.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody
1: pulls that stuff up on their TV at home.
0: Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong Check out this sick reel Yeah, put it on the big screen (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know
1: I mean, obviously there are some people that do Yes But the vast majority do not
0: no, I just think about all the, re- the reels I share with you on a weekly basis. And I don't, yeah. I can't. Yeah, exactly. I, was gonna say, I can't remember a single time where I'm like, here, it's on the TV, you know, it doesn't even play that well over AirPlay. So. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> but you know, when it comes to these drones and what they can do, I think number one question that you have to ask yourself is, are you going to be forced to use an American or domestically approved drone? And then number two, what is the vast majority of the business that you're going to be doing? What really sucks is like we've said in previous shows, you know, in to a Phantom 4 Pro version 2 shot 4K 60 frames per second, no crop, you know, no loss of image. Right. And we could also do mapping with it. The Inspire 2, for it even to shoot 4K 60 on an X7 would crop in. So it was even a quote unquote degradated image compared to what you could get with a Phantom 4 Pro. Nowadays, Mavic 3 Enterprise, you can only shoot 4K 30, and yet a Mavic 3 Cinna will shoot, you know, 5K 30. It'll shoot 4K 120. And I would argue that DJI is really setting up everyone else to be successful right now. (laughs) No, 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 seriously. I know you're serious. With the Inspire 3 coming out and it being almost $18,000, and the Inspire 3 is really only good for subject tracking, working on sets. um, It's a very, very, very small faction of the industry. It's a cinema drone, basically. It's a cinema drone. Uh Uh-huh. And honestly, if I were to buy a cinema drone, I would just spend a few grand more to get the Sony Airpeak because now I can put any damn camera that I want on that gimbal. I'm not limited to like the X9 or whatever DJI is calling it. I'm not limited to just four lenses, you know? if But the
1: Airpeak isn't really mass produced yet, is it?
0: Oh, it is. It Uh is? And they just announced their new batteries. Okay. So they've got a new battery and a new gimbal, their PX2 gimbal um pixie or gimbal something like that i can't remember the name of it but long story short is you can put a wide variety of cameras on that drone well and then you're not dealing with the dji issue which is a very big issue nowadays it is a very big issue although it's really interesting and i'm glad you brought this up because we've been doing a lot of enterprise trainings on the props end of drone you so props is a the enterprise division of drone you um if you haven't heard about it propsflightschool.com, check it out um, but we do a lot of courses and a lot of uh, programs for other companies for manufacturers for uh, large service providers corporate entities, cellular carriers, all sorts of stuff. So it's just very customized for them. Um, Long story short is on the prop side, we've been doing this, this contract, this deal right now where they have something like it's 10,000 pilots across the United States. They need them trained up to do a certain thing. And what's really, really funny is they asked, we did kind of like a um, a, a teaser for them. Like here's a teaser production of you know what we can do for you, et cetera, et cetera. And give us a fake drone job in our area as you would do it with anyone else and we'll go do it, right? So we go out there, we go do it and we're limited to a few drones None of which are new because none of these new drones work with an SDK reliably. We even tried to do it on the Mavic 3 Enterprise through Drone Deploy and the Drone Deploy app bricked our Mavic 3 Enterprise. If you remember, I had to flash the whole drone. So what my my point in saying this is that even though there's this whole uh, momentum of anti-Chinese drones, at the end of the day... China is not making it better for themselves. I feel like every time I do this, I should be like, China. <laughs> but anyway, <sorry>. Or not. <laughs> or not. Uh, I just had to. Um, it just brings a big smile to my face. So that said, China is making it worse, or DJI is making it worse on DJI when they bifurcate all these different features from one drone to another. Again, I need two Mavic 3s to do what one Phantom 4 can do. And as the prices of these drones are going up, it's becoming an easier and easier easier and easier thing to move on to a more expensive drone that can kind of do it all. You know, I think of the FreeFly Astro. I think of the Sony Airpeak because you can do mapping at a level that no one else can on a Chinese drone right now, but you can also do great cinematography work. And to have this like great all-in-one drone like an Inspire 2 that could do it all, you know, that was what, $7,000 out the door in the past. And now the Inspire yeah, well th- equipped. Uh-huh, The Inspire 3 is double that cost, if not more more than double yeah and it doesn't have an SDK and it doesn't can't run third party apps it's just like DJI what are you doing like the the anti chinese sentiment is so bad in this country that you have companies and corporations who are running around saying don't use DJI but they couldn't explain to you why or how or how to get around it they're just anti chinese you know it's like what's going on in Florida right now with the uh, Ron DeSantis uh you know banning any DJI or Chinese drones and they just had a a Senate hearing and you hear the senator who's the oversight of this whole thing lambasting Skydio saying you are literally just trying to take advantage of this anti-Chinese sentiment with drones that cost more and can do half of what these other drones can do. And meanwhile, we're just going to leave our first responders hanging in the balance. Like that seems rather stupid, you know? And so all this sentiment, my point in saying this is that the reality of the situation is it's older DJI drones that are able to do the large scale jobs that are going to bring the sustainability to you. It's going to bring the drone jobbing companies to you. It's going to bring those constant money makers in to you. So when you talk about about older DJI drones. Be specific. Um, Mavic Two Pro of all things, yeah. which is which is funny. Phantom, that's a good drone though. I love. I I. Hey, how many panos yeah. do I have up in my house that are all made with the Mavic yeah, Two no, Pro? It, it's a great drone. <laughs> it, it's my. Favorite photo drone, the Mavic 3. Uh, we have the Mavic just I think it's the re- regular Mavic 3. Yeah, and the, I don't know. It, it's it's great, but it flies like a f- Okay, let's
1: just move on. So being specific, the Mavic 2 Pro Mavic 2 the Pro Phantom 4 Pro
0: version 2. But, but even the Phantom 4 um inspire Two as well. But inspire for a lot of 2. the DSP jobs, they're using the X5S, not the X7. But you could do all the creative jobs, all the technical jobs with with an Inspire 2 X7, just FYI. Okay, so,
1: so you don't even have to have the Phantom 4 Pro, though, either, right? The
0: uh, You do, because the Phantom 4 was a 12-megapixel sensor versus the Phantom 4 Pro, which was a 20-megapixel. Right, but what is the CMOS? other
1: Phantom 4 that I'm,
0: I'm... The Plus.
1: No, 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 because that just has the
0: screen on it, right? The RTK. What's the... It's funny how many versions there are now. You've got the Phantom 4 multispectral, the Phantom 4 RTK, the Phantom 4 Pro version 2, the version 1, then the P4P. There was five. Five of them. Did I say that right? M-R-T-K. Let's see. Which one are you thinking of? I don't know.
1: Anyways, it's it's the (laughs) non-pro. What
0: am I trying to say? It was just the Phantom 4.
1: That's what they called it. That was the 12 megapixel one. But it's the one that is the same as the Phantom Four Pro V two. It just doesn't have the sensors.
0: Oh, oh, oh! You're right. Uh, uh, the P four Advanced. Advanced. Yeah. Oh my gosh! My apologies, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's six. <laughs> the Advanced. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite because I didn't need because it didn't Yostical have all the sensors. Avoided. Well, most people don't. I mean, it's kind of gets in the way, right? As far as well, yeah, it gets in the way whenever you hit serious jobs and you need to fly in close proximity. Right. Exactly. You know? So,
1: anyways, I, that's the one I was trying to think of was the Advanced.
0: So I guess maybe to better answer his question of how do we know what drones do what? Well, I think if you want to do technical jobs, anything mapping related, your drone has to be able to run autonomous missions. If that's through the remote, if that's through a third party app, it has to be able to connect to that app, run reliably. This is not something that you just test in your house. You need to go out and fly it and make sure it works. Can't tell you how many times uh, we've made that mistake. Other people have made that mistake. Because honestly, this tech is really complicated and it's constantly, constantly updating. So you have one SDK that talks to one firmware and one SDK that doesn't. And it's just like this, this rigmarole, essentially. Um, Gosh, what a great drone right there. Yeah, you can just go ahead and buy that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but also you want to be looking for again, mechanical shutter that you have the autonomous software, you have the SDK. If you're doing creative jobs, right? The Mavic three, it, it still prioritizes yaw over roll does not fly very well and I think again this was DJI's direct bifurcation of better cinema drones because you know like how I used to hang the i two a few inches over the water and fly wake surfing to get that reflective look well they've now coded that into the Inspire 3 that you can fly an inch over the ground and like anyone can do it and it's like okay that's great you know but If we can't actually get the most out of the drone, what's the point in spending that much money? I've got so many thoughts going on in my head right now, and I'm trying to finish this question. So when we look at what drones and what they're capable of, we've talked about mapping technical. We've talked about creative. With creative, you want to know what type of frame rates you're able to film. You need to know, do you have to buy a raw license? Again, Inspire 3, you got to buy a raw license to shoot raw video on set. But oh yeah, you can do that with the Sony drone without spending any more money. These are things you got to be thinking of. Honestly, what sucks is when it comes to cinematography, personally, I like to fly the drones before I buy them because you'll know right away whether it's actually capable of doing what you want yeah and a lot of these larger drones that don't have a good integrated camera payload gimbal system into the flight controller they can't get as smooth of shots as an inspire 2. i bring all this up because i think we still have a few years left of these kind of historical drones being really
1: historical. That's funny.
0: I mean, you're, I'm not laughing at you. I'm not. Yeah, laughing. that's true. Do we have a better label for it? Because I I, I no. don't know what to call them. Yeah. Um. No. The true powerhouses. Well. <laughs> the original Arabian drones. <laughs> and I just
1: I just think we should let Jason know that it's not as is the opportunity is not as narrow as your question implied. Yeah, I agree. Right? And so when we think about things like um, all the cell tower work. And and I, I love mentioning this because to me, it's such a profound piece of information. And that is that by 2030, the construction industry worldwide is going to be a $14 trillion with a T dollar industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Think about the opportunities within that realm, especially given that it, it – and by the way, you don't have to be a survey to do oh, – tons of things that need to be done for construction No. right Inf- and you're yeah. I mean, not even close most of what would be done for a construction company be it a builder be it uh, a, a large international doing hospitals whatever they're doing there's so many things that could be done mm-hmm. right and those th- kinds of things could be done with the historical drones
0: Right? Yeah, what I mean, do we call can. them? But no, I don't, I don't know. I want to ask it. What, like, what would you? Here's the end of the. Ugh. Okay, here's what blew my mind. In the last two weeks of of working these contracts, we have learned that none of these new drones can do anything on a scalable, repeatable basis. That the P4P version two, the Mavic two Pro, the Mavic two Enterprise Dual Advanced, that they can all do. The Inspire two as well. Those four drones are still just crushing the market. And none of these new drones work at an, at scale. They, they don't work with teams who have 20 to hundred to 500 drone pilots because the SDK doesn't work. I mean, you got the same issue with other drones that, well, you know, other American drones that the signal doesn't last more than 800 feet still. Um, And if you want the better remote, you got to buy the $20,000 military upgrade to just be able to fly to 1500 feet. And you still have these American drones that only have a 12 megapixel wide angle camera that was cool back in 2014. And it's just like, why our domestic options, the equivalent of like the original Phantom three, you know, and and even more so, why are the quote-unquote historical drones still the only drones being used at scale? And then it makes me think, why is DJI launching new drones to replace these drones that don't have an SDK, costs almost three times as much? Rob's pulling out this phantom because I keep staring at it. Well,
2: I'm just thinking,
1: like, <laughs> why hasn't? Okay, you American manufacturers. <laughs> is it that hard? It, yeah. Yeah. It, come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And
1: at this point, you could do something like this that had all these capabilities and probably get away with charging 4 grand for it.
0: Well, look at the Peratonoffy. It's in the other room right now. It's the closest thing to that.
1: Yeah. I I'm, I'm just baffled. I I mean, I don't know. I, obviously I don't know what I don't know. I fully admit that, but
0: Yeah. Yikes. Anyways. Yeah, on that note. It really is a good question is when is going to someone step up and just offer an aircraft that can do everything a phantom can do, you know, and do it for a few grand and uh have an SDK. I know Autarian is working really hard to have that ecosystem and environment. Um I know Skydio is trying to do the same thing, but we haven't seen a new drone from Skydio in years. And I'm
1: just really, I'm perplexed because I am fully confident that we here in America have the ability. And this is like, Going into the DJI slash Chinese museum at this point.
0: Yeah. (laughs) mm -hmm.
1: Um, I am perplexed. But anyways, clearly I'll repeat myself. I don't know what I don't know. But, anyways, on that note, I think perhaps, hopefully, we've uh, we've touched on enough information tried to, to help out. Jason. Yeah,
0: I tried to lay out a system of how to deviate, what a drone can do, mapping technical. You want to be looking for mechanical shutter. You want to be looking for decent flight time. SDK autonomous missions for creative you want to be able to have a drone that can do, think of like a horseshoe shot around a moving boat where you're flying around the bow. New Mavics literally cannot do that unless you have the Mavic 3 Enterprise in attitude mode. And even then it can't shoot more than 4K30. You can't even shoot slow-mo. So now you're looking to buy two drones. When I think of a drone that can do it all, uh, that's not Chinese, Parrot Anafi is really good. I would say the FreeFly Astro and the Sony Airpeak are number two and three. I have yet to fly the Inspired Flight drone. I haven't flown any Harris aerial. All these other drones literally look like what we've been talking about. Let's just put together some carbon tubes and make a quadcopter that works. You know, no one's done an injection molded exoskeleton style aircraft yet. So, it is a question who, you know, Bill English asked this question too. When are we actually going to see the Honda Civic of drones that's not a Phantom? Yeah, uh, or or that is a Phantom. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah. Anyway, long story short is older drones still have a lot of value. And when you're looking at a new drone, does it have an SDK? Does it work with third-party apps reliably, like on a day-to-day basis? And... And can you shoot high video frame rates? Can you shoot AEB, meaning bracketed shots to get really good photos? At the end of the day, those are the top three deliverables. You got your ortho, your videos, and you also have your photos. Now most videos are orbital, so you'll have to find a drone that can do orbits as well. That is not the Mavic 3. We tried it, it's that pinpoint feature. It sucks, it's terrible, so. Anyway, um, you wonder why DJI is trying to shoot themselves in the foot, and uh, maybe it's so that we don't have as many drones to carry little RPG payloads when they go after Taiwan. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Yikes. Hey, I mean, they're thinking about something, and they think 10 years down the road, not like other companies. So. Right on. Who knows? Hopefully that doesn't stir the pot because I'm just trying to ask a question that I think deserves an answer. I'm not saying which way, but... Right on.
1: <laughs> All
0: right, that's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. I'm This is Ask You Get done, Paul. Finish. Hurry. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity